Welcome to Paradigm Lovecast, a portal of thought leaders from around the world supporting and bridging a new paradigm of guidance, support, and practical embodiment tools to bridge the primal, the holy, and the cosmic to radically revolutionize reality. innocence. Um, If I haven't met you before, my name is Madeline and I'm so joyous to bring my heart to you today and share with you stories of my life, um, of some initiations that I've been through in my erotic self and I'm really, I just want to acknowledge uh, my ancestors that came before me. I am the daughter of Christine Lee Flowen, who is the daughter of Elizabeth K. Flowen, who is the daughter of Marjorie Short. And I also want to acknowledge the native land that I am residing upon of the Ute and the Cheyenne people. And I want to encourage you, if you do not know which native land that you are on, to find out. And there's a a beautiful website um, that you can look up, native-land.ca, that you can put in your location. It'll share with you about your native peoples that have the land that you are on. So, hmm... I'm going to just share with you, uh, before we get into everything, what my intentions are today, what the um, what I think is going to happen. I never really know because for those of you who are live with me today or joining the replay, all of you are collectively contributing to this container. And I will be bringing in what... Um, Spirit is asking for me to share based upon this container that we are all co-creating together. And so I'm going to start us off with an attunement, um, a little prayer, calling in our support today, calling in our ancestors and the directions. I want to speak to the fact that this is a soul level activation. This is going to shift a lot for you. Today's a really powerful day. It's 12-12. It's a day of completion. Um, it's also an 11 master day in numerology, which is a doorway. It's a doorway of opportunity of manifestation to step through. It's also the day of the goddess. So really acknowledging the divine feminine that's in each of us, regardless of our gender. And so our pleasure, you know, is directly linked to our prosperity in our manifestation. And so my intention with sharing all of this with you is that you are able to really receive the soul level activation that, um, that is a part of my intention. And with that is going to come, um, storytelling. So I'm a storyteller and you know, there's 
a lost art of storytelling. Um, in the native cultures, that's how information was shared. You know, there wasn't books and writing and exchange of information in that way. It was through oral tradition. And so just know that, yes, I'm going to be sharing a lot of stories, and that's going to be the first half of this class today is going to be me sharing with you my background, um, my what I call my training ground of my life in general, and then also my training ground of my sexuality. And so through these stories, there's specific energetic transmissions, and there's a reason why I'm speaking to each of these stories today, which will kind of tie in to the second half of the class today, which is going to be really looking at um, these four pillars of self-inquiry that are actually looking through a 12-pillar lens. And so I'm going to give um, these pillars for you to really create a lens of perspective on your life around your erotic nature. And after, you know, the second half of working with these pillars, um, and we're going to go through a little exercise together and do a ritual together, a closing ritual. And so if you do not have a pen and a paper to journal, um, please get one and also a glass of water. So we're going to be doing a ritual with the water. And so this water, if you need some water to just like drink during this time, please get that. But I want you to have a glass of water that is specifically for um, a ritual that we're going to do together. So... Let's go ahead and begin with our attunement. So I want to invite you to just lengthen your spine. Get really present with your body. Firm the belly. Breathe through the back. Invite you to close your eyes. And just take some deep breaths into the belly, in through the nose. And exhale out through the mouth. And if you want to make any sounds ah, as you exhale, allow yourself to do that. Ah. Just be, come really present with the miracle of the element of air of oxygen passing through your nostrils. Breathing more deeply into awareness of your physical body, the places that you are resting upon, on your chair, on the earth. And just feel where your body is touching Feel the weight of gravity holding you to the earth. And bring your awareness to the space around you and the places that your body's not touching the earth. And bring your awareness to your heart. 
And I invite you to just call in all the pieces of you into this miracle now. Be all the pieces that you have left with others. Projected yourself into the past or the future. Just call all of those pieces of you here. And go ahead and send back any pieces of others that you've picked up today. Send that back to them. Imagine you can connect your, your heart all the way to the heart of creation, to the galactic center, to the center of creation of all of existence. And just imagine that you can breathe this energy from the heart of creation, this golden iridescent crystalline light down through the top of the head, behind the eyes, down the throat, into the heart. And as you breathe this into the heart, just imagine your heart expanding. Creating more space for you to receive today. And then go ahead and breathe that down into the belly, down into your sexual center, down through your hips and your legs and your feet. And feel this light, this beam of light that you are your spine just imagine from the base of your spine sending this beam of light down into the earth expanding it wider to receive more sending it down through all the layers all the layers of the mother deep 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 down to the crystalline core of this planet that we call home And imagine you can wrap it like a cord around the crystalline core and just allow yourself to be here with the mother for a moment as she sends this unique frequency for you today, especially just for you, to support you in your opening, in your expansion, in your stability. And just imagine you can breathe this frequency back up all the way through the layers, all the way up through the feet, through the legs, through the hips and the sexual center. Imagine this expanding your sexual center, preparing this portal of creation for greater presence, greater awareness. And breathing that up through the belly and back up into the heart. And from this space in the heart, just imagine expanding your heart space around your body into a golden field of light. And from this space, 
I call forth our benevolent ancestors that got us here in this miraculous time on the planet. All those that had to come together, what a miracle. Calling in our angels and our guides and guardians, our master teachers, to support us as we move through this activation today. Calling in the benevolent spirits of the land that we are residing upon and all of the kingdoms, the plant and animal spirits, the elements, I call upon the helping spirits of the seven directions, this medicine wheel inside of us, our inner west, our inner feminine of introspection and goals, intuition. May we remember to go within, to listen in the dark, in the stillness. calling upon our inner north, our inner elder, the one who's holding the memory of all that has been and all that will be. May we plant the seeds for the future generations with wisdom and gratitude in all that we do and be and become. I call forth our inner east, our inner masculine, of illumination and clarity. May we be clear in our footing and direct in our aim. And I call in our inner south, our inner children of faith and trust. May we remember our innocence. May we remember to always play and be curious and explore. I call in the sky above us, our star family, the celestial bodies. May we continue to cleanse ourselves to be vessels to anchor the celestial energy to the earth. And I call forth the earth below us. Pachamama, thank you. Thank you for this place that we call home. Thank you for all the kingdoms here, all the support. May we remember how to live in harmony with you and with one another as one heart. And I call in the creator that's in each of us. May we remember our divinity. May we remember our power and our wisdom and our love. May we remember the truth of who we are. I call forth all that needs to be said, be said. All that needs to be heard, be heard. May our highest selves be present in this container today. May this reach all that is meant to be reached 
And may this be an offering for personal and planetary healing. So be it. So it is. Aho. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just an invitation for a breath into the belly and move your body around however feels good for you. Okay. So I invite you to grab your glass of water. And I invite you to just close your eyes for a moment and just really tune in to what brought you here today. What part of this offering called to you? And I invite you just from this place in your heart to infuse your intentions down your arms, out of your hands, and into your water. As this water is holding the memory that we then take into our body and gets amplified and expelled through our words and our breath, conducting energy. So just send those intentions into your water. And then I invite you to take a drink of this water and really visualize these intentions actualizing within your body as this water becomes you. Just a little bit of housekeeping. I invite you to expect miracles <laughs> today in your life every day. <laughs> uh, I also encourage you to eliminate any distractions that you have and be really present. We're going to dive really deep, and I also want to invite you to stay till the end, um, as I have two gifts for you, um, especially for those who are joining me live. And the last thing I want to share is that I'm going to be talking about my story, which includes some trauma, and... I want to invite you that as I'm sharing and maybe there's stuff coming up for you to really tune into your body and just notice 
diving into our sexuality is there's there's infinite depths and infinite information held there and a lot of times it can bring up a lot of things and so I just want to encourage you to just notice sensation in the body if you have energetic charges where is it held and just take note of it you can just like even mark it on your paper like oh feel a charge in my stomach or your heart or your throat um and also I want to encourage you to notice if you start to kind of like go out of your body if you start to not be present if you start to disassociate because that's also a common experience when talking about um, things that are really tender um, and bringing up things and so so yeah here we go into uh, sharing my training ground with you so I was raised by a single mom. I was a little starseed in the desert. (laughs) I could see auras as a child. I could hear the heartbeat of the earth, which at some point I suppressed because uh, nobody else could see or hear what I could. And I was a very sensitive being. And at an early age, I did have some pretty intense um, trauma happen whenever I was about five I'm not going to go into that today, but I'm speaking to that because from what I've personally experienced, trauma can really activate certain sensory experiences and energetic sensitivities um, that maybe other people aren't able to access. And it can come from having traumatic experiences. That's been my experience anyway. And so also I came from really polarizing households. So I was with my single mom um, in the school year who was like a Christian mystic who was pretty involved in religion, was very strict, wanted to control a lot of my, my existence to help prevent me from making the same mistakes that she did. And that was something that she admitted. And my father that I would see in the summertime was um, really connected with nature, not religion. He, like earth was his religion. And not only was he really connected with nature um, and the elements and was very open, very free-spirited, he also really struggled with addiction and had a lot of trauma of his own that he didn't have the tools to overcome or to integrate in his life. And, you know, that really impacted me as a child as well. And being around, um, you know, drug addicts and alcohol, you know, and having that experience as a child, being around people who are shooting up and things like that. And then being with my mom at church where I could feel the descent of the Holy Spirit in my body when people are singing. Those are very contrasting energetic experiences that were imprinted into my field that gave me a really good understanding of being able to tune in to these different energetics. And so this has given me a really good foundational base, you know, and it's, it's easy um, sometimes to get caught up in the trauma and caught up, caught up in the stories about our parents and how we were raised and imprinted and things like that. But really when we start to integrate those things, it can really be such a gift. And that's where I feel that, 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 
quote from Rumi that says the wound is where the light enters comes from is, you know, we really have an opportunity to do the inner work to really integrate these parts of our beings so that we can share our gifts in the world, which is how, you know, I'm coming to you today is just from that same experience. And so um, whenever I was 14, uh, my pastor at church said to the congregation, what's the one thing that you think about doing every day? That is a part of your purpose. And at 14, I, all I could, all I knew that I could think about every day was singing. And that, that's all I, I knew. Um, and so I, I want to inquire um, to you, is there something that you think about every single day? no matter what, that like never leaves you. And I want to encourage you to really explore that part of you. Um, and if you don't think about something like that every day, maybe explore what needs to happen in order for you to get still enough and quiet enough to listen and, and ask yourself. Um, so when I was 16, um, I told my dad that I wanted to go to beauty school and he said, that's not a real school. You need to stay in college. You want to be the first Carter to graduate in our family, to graduate college. And I was just like, ugh, no. Like, I hated school. Why would I go back? I'm an artist. Like, I want to help people feel better about themselves. And so um, so I did. Yeah, when I was 19, I went into beauty school. Um, I also got married whenever I was 19. And... I was a banker while I was in hair school. I moved into doing hairdressing, did that for eight years, transitioned into nutrition coaching as I went on a weight loss journey. Um, I lost like 65 pounds, got really healthy. Um, and as I started opening up these businesses and serving the greater community, I started to recognize patterns around energy and that I could offer the same thing to this person and to this person. And why is it that this person could only lose 40 pounds and this person lost 100? And recognizing like, oh, okay, it's not just nutrition coaching. There's something else here in the, in the, like in the being. And so I thought, oh, people need life coaching. So I started doing life coaching. And then the more that I started doing that, I realized like, oh, wow, it's actually energy in the body. So I started doing energy work and I started teaching yoga and then that began to evolve into more quantum realm stuff where it's like, oh, people actually need to like clear their Akashic records. They need to clear their karma. They need to like clear ancestral stuff. It's like all also stored in the body, but also all of the bodies of the energetic fields. And so it was this progression in my life and as I began to really deepen into um, this modality called soul realignment which helps people to realign to who they are at the soul level for soul level manifestation and fulfillment um, what came in my field was um, cacao this beautiful plant medicine of, of cacao the raw form of chocolate and so I was guided to start offering cacao ceremonies and I went to Mexico and did an initiation and I started traveling and songwriting and so that was like 
that first really big step of letting go of everything that I had known and, and been trained in our culture that meant that I was successful in the world to full devotion and surrender to what my soul and my heart was calling me into even though I couldn't see how it would happen. I mean, I didn't even know what cacao ceremonies were whenever I was told that I needed to do them. And so it took a really big leap of faith. And so that's what I've been doing for the last um, five years is doing intuitive oracular readings for people and supporting them in their energy, traveling around and holding cacao healing ceremonies and um, singing these songs for people. And so when we realign and we remember these pieces of us, we retrieve, we reclaim our soul fragments that brings us into more wholeness, into um, more union of, of our, with ourselves, but also with the creator. And so that's been kind of like my human training ground of that journey. And so now I'm going to share with you more of the, the sexual training ground because as I share these stories, they're completely interwoven. My ability to be able to begin to pursue my soul level stuff was directly correlated with my, uh, my willingness to dive more deeply into my own erotic nature and being willing to feel my pain and my pleasure and knowing that they're not separate from one another, that the, the greater my capacity to feel my pain as I went through many transitions in my life and marriages ending and businesses closing and homes getting foreclosed on and letting go of everything that didn't fit in the back of my car and allowing myself to fully feel what I had created in my life that was not the fullness of who I was, the more my capacity to experience pleasure really was, which then also I feel is one of the greatest tools for healing that we can, we can actually like, yes, we can learn through pain and hard lessons, but I really feel like we're transitioning into a time where we've been in that for a long time. And we, we get to learn through play. We get to learn through pleasure. We get to heal through pleasure. And it's such a powerful tool. Um, and so, so I just want to like remind you as I share into some of these stories to just breathe into your body. And even right now, like just notice, you know, notice if there's anything coming up for you. Um, so my sexual training ground whew, started, um, really when I, I think back to what was my first imprint around my body and sexuality, I was three. And I, um, I lived part of the time with my grandparents as a, as a young child. And I remember coming out of the bathtub and coming into the living room wrapped up with a towel. And my grandmother was changing me and putting me in my jammies. And my grandfather was like, ah, she's naked. And, and it was like, as a three-year-old, it was just, I didn't understand. It was like, whoa, there's something wrong with my body. Like it was such a, 
uh, time of like coming into the body as a soul and not even fully here yet and then having that imprinted it seems so small and it took me many years to even remember something like that and really to to really look at um, how a simple imprint like that can actually create shame around the body and you don't even know it um, and so when I was five was actually um, the first sexual experience that I had and it was with my babysitter's daughter and it was very interesting because it was like she was teaching me showing me like oh let's do this thing it's really cool it feels good and as a five-year-old innocent little girl it was like wow this does feel good and it like I didn't know any different it, it was like I it didn't feel bad to me um, and but yet what came in from that was then whenever she said we can't tell anybody and if you tell something bad's gonna happen right so then there was there was like something being hidden and there was shame created around it and then there was fear instilled and imprinted at such an early age. And also around that time was the first time that I, I had what I would consider kind of like a premature kundalini awakening from hearing, um, you know, my dad making love to his girlfriend and hearing sounds and feeling all the energy as a sensitive, sensitive little girl in my body and feeling my own kundalini awakening in my body and my body having a very visceral response to that. And so all of these like very early imprintings of sexuality and feeling good, but yet it's hidden and we don't talk about it. It was very confusing um, and really, you know, went deep into my body. And so whenever I was 10 um, was actually when pornography came into my field. And it was also hidden. Okay, so there's a theme here around like hiding it. Uh, my sister found my dad's magazines under his mattress. And she was like, oh, look at these. And so we were just like, oh, my God. And we were super fascinated with it. You know, it's like we're sexual beings. As children, children are connected to that energy too, and they don't have any conditioning around it. And so, you know, but it was like, it was hidden. So it's like, okay, well, we know we have to keep this a secret and nobody can know that we're looking at this, you know? Um, and also, you know, found like a video and we were like, you know, what is this? This, is, I mean, it was just like mind blowing, but we could feel, you know, in the body, it's just like, wow, this feels really good. And so just this confusion around like this feels good and we have to hide it and it's not okay and just, you know, not understanding it, not having guidance around it. Um, and so about a year later, whenever I was 11, I went through, was when I went through puberty. And so of course, as we all know, you know, puberty brings hormonal changes and, you know, greater sexual activation in the body. And it was, uh, 
it was interesting because I started experimenting with a girlfriend of mine and it was super innocent and playful and it was just like touching each other's breasts and like, whoa, I can stay up till 4 a.m. and just being electrified by just touching each other and it was so powerful and so innocent and there was no shame around it. Um, But during that time, I was really imprinted through religion and my Christian mother... Um, you know, offered me a promise ring. So at the age of 11, I made a promise to stay abstinent till I was married and put a ring on my wedding finger because of what was being imprinted within my family dynamic with my mom and my church. And there was like other people doing it. And so it was like also kind of a trendy thing. Like, ooh, you got a promise ring and I want one. And you know, as like an 11-year-old child, that's like what we do. Um, and, you know, and then I had a dad who was way more open, but he was kind of like, yeah, sex is great. Like, sex is great. And use a condom and don't tell me about it. And that was like my sex talk. So it was like the polarizing experiences of don't do it till you're married or it's wrong And then like, it's great, but don't talk about it. And so that was a very, you know, um, pivotal time of my life of going through puberty and, you know, just seeking guidance from my parents and not really having great sexual education and going to a Christian school where they also taught abstinence and fear. It was like, this is what STDs look like. You don't want them. This is how easily you can contract them. And this is how hard it is to have a baby. It was like all around procreation and disease. You know, there was no, that was it. That was the extent of, of my education um, with sexuality. And so when I was 14, I transitioned to a new area in Montana that I was living and was going to a Christian school. And at 14, I was the only virgin out of my peer group at this Christian school (laughs) and um, and it was interesting because I kind of got teased for it as like the prude and um, and I actually had an experience my first like more sexual experience with a boy um, was at that time a boy I went to school with and it was very um, I just didn't feel good. It was like pressuring to give oral sex to this person. And, you know, it just, the whole situation was really like not pleasant. Um, And by the time I was 15, I gave into these pressures of being teased um, by my peers. And I actually wound up the first time that I had sex, I was drunk on vodka And, um, I had sex with my pastor's son. (laughs) And it was like, I was like, this is what everyone is like raving about. This is what everyone's pressuring me about. Like it really, like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know what people are so, you know, into this. And, 
I wound up, you know, trying to have sex with another man that I was going to church with as well. And it was like, after that experience, I was like, okay, I can't do this. This like doesn't feel good. And I couldn't connect intimately. I had no like emotional intimacy connection or bonding. And it was like, okay, I know this isn't right and I'm not doing this. And so I kind of hyper polarized back into the abstinence realm and was like, okay, this must be wrong because it doesn't feel good. And so maybe the church is right. Maybe I need to be abstinent until I'm married. And so when I was 18, two weeks after I graduated high school, I met my first ex-husband. Not to be confused with my second ex-husband. <laughs> Gotta keep some humor <laughs> in the process. <laughs> um, and so... You know, when I was 18 and, you know, met this boy, I didn't have a good connection with the masculine principal. And I married the first man that told me that he loved me. He was a virgin, so he didn't know what he was doing. And my mom said, worst, worst advice ever, if you get tempted to have sex with him, just marry him. Worst advice you could give to an 18-year-old girl who had been totally conditioned by a fearful God, you know, and that bad things would happen. <laughs> And so I did. I married this man two weeks after I turned 19. And I knew that something was off in that relationship. You know, there was a lot of control, a lot of guilt and shame. Couldn't have my independence. But I didn't know any better. I just knew that I was like following what the Lord would want. <laughs> and so it's like giving that power away, giving that power of my womb away um, to a, a false Father God, not the actual, you know, true Father God principle that is there. And um, and so when I was, by the time I was 21, I was already drinking heavily, just numbing out. My dad died. I got pregnant with my first child at 21 and um, had another child at 22 after, you know, she was only four months old when I got pregnant again. And so through that experience, you know, I experienced postpartum depression and I wanted to commit suicide and it was like, fuck, I really, um, I just, I have two little babies. I can't do that. I need to do something different. And so that's when I got into nutrition and started feeding my body well and my energy started shifting. I started, you know, surrounding myself with inspiring people who were lifting me up, who were pouring into me, who could see something in me that I couldn't see in myself. You know, and I went from being a scared little girl who had anxiety and PTSD and couldn't look anyone in the eye to being able to stand on stage in front of thousands of people and share my story um, and connect and then, you know, activate other people. And so, you know, through um, my cleansing of my body, cleansing of um, my mind is when my psychic abilities started opening and awakening. And, you know, I wound up getting a divorce. I knew that I couldn't evolve in this marriage. And so I became a single mom at 25. And so that was my first time that I actually, like, as an adult, had the freedom to sexually explore and to date, but I had no tools. I had no tools around boundaries emotional availability, intimacy, um, or even how to date. Like I hadn't, I didn't have any of that. And so I went through, you know, a year and a half of just 
sharing my sexual energy with all of these men, primarily from after drinking alcohol. And so I got to start to see the connection between my willingness to go into that space um, with someone that I didn't even know, that I didn't trust, that I didn't love, and the connection with like the spirits of alcohol. And so that was like, you know, and trauma and like wanting external validation. And so that was really revealing to me and it felt like a training ground. Um, and, you know, a year and a half later at 27, I got remarried again. And, um, but this was with, a, you know, someone who was more energetically matched to me. And it was the first time that I had more of a tantric sexual relationship with someone. And it really brought in a lot of healing for me. Um, you know, we participated in eye gazing and breathing together and, you know, visualizing our chakras aligning and having these beautiful cosmic orgasms. And I had never experienced that with anybody. And it was in the container of, of a sacred union of a marriage. And it was a really beautiful sexual life that we had together. And it was the first time that I had actually, um, been with a man that was not into pornography. And so that was another big um, realization that I had was that I could actually energetically feel the difference in making love to someone that was not imprinted with pornography. And the level of presence that he could hold with me and that performance was like non-existent it was pleasure oriented and it was so it was so beautiful and there was an awareness that actually he couldn't get turned on if I wasn't present with him and I had never experienced anything like that before and it was really powerful and it set a new standard in my life from that experience and, you know, with this man, I had a home birth, a conscious conception. I had, you know, my third child with him and it was really beautiful. And through that birthing experience, through this conscious conception of really understanding the power of creation and the power of sexuality, I was able to feel really empowered as a woman, as a woman and going through that rite of passage of bearing a child at home without, you know, a doctor telling me what to do. And it was really, it empowered me in my creative expression and my creative self. And so, you know, time went on and I got another divorce at age 30. And when I let that relationship go, because it wasn't fundamentally aligned with the soul level work that I was moving into, working with the Akashic Records, um, that, you know, I gave that marriage up. We weren't aligned anymore. And that is when I had a, a pretty profound multidimensional awakening. And I started exploring sexuality um, as, a, as a path of healing, as a healing modality. And I, you know, was called into different experiences, exploring that with men, exploring that with women, because I needed to heal some of my stuff with, with the sexual experiences that I had with women in my life. And, um, you know, that transitioned into wavering between exploration and abstinence. So I still could feel this lingering, like, residue 
around this abstinence stuff, thinking that that's like this, maybe this is the way to go. When really I then understood that, you know, over time it's actually, it's just about an energetic agreement. And, and so what I wound up doing was getting into conscious cuddling with men and deactivating the things inside of me around manipulation, around needing to feel validated whenever I'd be cuddling a man and he wasn't trying to have sex with me and then bring up all my egoic issues around, well, why am I not attractive? And, you know, and it's like, whoa, that's not even what I'm here for. So it was like I could, I had to feel these things operating inside of me that actually weren't me and, and actively breathe into those places and breathe them out of my body and repattern my nervous system that when I'm touching someone closely or even getting aroused, that that's a natural state. And that doesn't mean that I, my body needs to go straight to sex just because that's how it's been patterned to do. And so the more that I started, you know, coming into self-mastery around my sexual energy and working with other people in that way who were also holding a safe container for me because they actually, you know, were in a state of abstinence too. And we were doing that work together. Um, it was really such a beautiful integration of that part of me. And after that, I started coming across, um, the uh, lineage work with uh, Mary Magdalene and Isis and Hathor and this, this lineage of the rose. And so I started deepening into my understanding around, um, around sexual healing, sexual manifestation and sex magic and really like gaining a deeper insight of what this energy actually is and how it's actually intended for humans to be working with um, and so through that process, um, I actually, uh, one of the things that came in was I started attracting, um, I, tra I attracted four uncircumcised men within two years that I was sexually exploring with. And that brought me a lot of information around trauma residue and how it gets transferred in the body. And... So I started like really deepening my exploration around that when I'm doing healing work with, with men, it was like the first step that I was having to clear out and then recognizing how is that actually impacting us, you know, um, in that exchange and not only the exchange of trauma of re residue from trauma, but also coming into a greater understanding that there's a transfer of on the more and uh, on a on a greater energetic scale the transfer of genetic information and like what i would call like code like the code of of me and um that came through actually um you know my spirit guides coming to me while i was in a sexual experience and being like hey you want to know what's actually happening and it freaked me out so much that i actually went abstinent for a year and i actually like did the abstinent thing because i was like okay i really have to cultivate mastery in this area of my life and after a year of going through this abstinence experience I actually attracted a really beautiful person in my life that um, went through temple training and was very honoring of me and yet 
I couldn't even allow myself to kiss this man because I was so afraid of sharing sacred fluids with him and sharing my like genetic code because I hadn't fully integrated those pieces of me yet. And through that experience um, of suppressing this powerful energy that was totally activated in that experience with him, I actually created a lot of pain in my body, in my womb. And, you know, my guides came to me and said, hey, we honor, you know, your self-mastery. We honor, you know, the work that you've done. And you can't suppress that energy either. And that's what you're doing. And so I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just going to call in some beautiful lovemaking, beautiful aligned lovemaking. And I immediately brought that into my life. And it was the first time because I had gone not long cultivating what's my energy and actually being in my own energy field and not having someone else's energy in my body, in my field, I was able to, for the first time, go into a sexual experience and feel empowered enough to speak my truth and share what I was experiencing and ask for what I wanted. I had a huge block around asking for what I need and wanted in a sexual experience from my trauma. And so it was the first time that I was able to do that. And, you know, um, that actually brought up a lot of stuff for him that I had to hold space for. But it was like, okay, this is just a part of the collective consciousness of what we're holding, of what the masculine and feminine are holding, the patterns that have played out in sexuality in our culture, in our species. And, you know, um, transitioning out of that and being able to go into a sexual, you know, container with a dear brother of mine that I deeply love and being able to, you know, say like, hey, would you like to know how that was for me? And this is what I really desire to experience. You know, that was so empowering. That shifted so much energy for, for me and it was... It was also offering a gift to him. It was offering him a gift of deeper presence when he's inside of a woman. And it was also offering him the gift of witnessing a woman who's willing to openly share her experience and give him the opportunity to respond to that request, which could shift his sex life for the rest of his life and shift the ways in which all of these other women experience. And so that to me is worth it. My willingness to potentially be rejected or, you know, um, someone saying no or whatever, you know, my willingness to feel that, um, in order to potentially help many women for years to come, like that's worth it to me. And so um, the last, you know, couple years I've been studying um, cosmic sexuality and working with the erotic blueprints. I don't know if any of you have seen the recent series on Netflix called um, Sex, Life and Goop or something like that. It's with Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, there's a woman on there and her name's Jaya who does the erotic blueprints and I trained with her and so I started deepening with these erotic blueprints and understanding our erotic love language, that when we speak 
the love language, the erotic love language of our partner, we can have a more deeply satisfied sex life. Just like speaking love languages in other ways. And working with cosmic sexuality brought in that understanding of clearing out the energetic field before merging with one another. So we aren't transferring energetic residue. So we're actually clearing um, imprints from our parents so that we're not creating the same patterns in our lives and maybe children that we have and passing that on in our genetics. Doing this clearing work, clearing out um, toxic cords with past lovers so that my new lover isn't feeling it or that that past lover isn't calling me as soon as I have sex with this new lover. You know, there's like so many things in the unseen realm happening with that. You know, we're energetic beings and there's no separation. And so cultivating deeper understandings of these things, it's been this integration of all of this training ground that I've, that I've done and experimentation and trial and error coming into a container where spirit is really guiding me to share some, some things more in the world, um, through my willingness to like deepen into my growth edges. And, you know, um, through this reclaiming of these parts of myself in my sexuality, you know, and, and you, you know, that's possible for you too. And maybe you already have, but it really, um, allows us to increase our manifestation and our prosperity abilities. Um, and through, you know, through this experience and deepening into the Rose lineage work, you know, it has called me forth into a deeper expression externally, right? That's internal work. Externally, I have been called into a deeper expression of sexuality work that I have had to work through a lot of resistance to get there. You know, this is a lifetime of, of unlayering, you know, and I hope that this, the, this next um, section that we go into can at least offer you some self-inquiry to begin that process of pulling back some of the layers. And maybe you already have pulled some back, but this, I really hope that this helps you to uncover some things that maybe you haven't been able to see. And, you know, through that, that greater external expression of my internal self-mastery, there's other things that are being called forth from me. You know, that's me going into my own sexological body work and receiving temple work from someone in a container with intention, you know, and with that willingness to lean into doing that work, um, you know, it was able to heal not only some current lifetime stuff, but past lifetime traumas around like getting murdered for my sexuality, healed ancestral stuff that my mother, my grandmother, all the women in my family have never been able to experience, never been willing to dive into. And then with that also clear out collective imprintings, collective energetics that have been locked down within the feminine on the planet, not just women, but the feminine and everyone. And so when I went into that work, I was able to really reclaim certain pieces of my soul that allowed not only my physical body, but my subtle body to feel more whole, to feel more sealed, to feel more like my energy was fully here. Now I can direct my energy with 
power and precision because I've reclaimed these parts and the, there isn't these like holes and leakages around suppression or fear, or all these things, like really reclaiming that wholeness. And through that re reclaiming of those pieces of my soul, there's a deeper soul truth that has been integrated. And I'm able to really stand in that truth now more than ever, which is why I'm able to bring this to you today. And so I want to just, I know that was a lot. I want to invite a collective breath. It's just like take a breath together. Maybe take a little drink of our water. As we move into this next half of, of this class, um, I want to encourage you to take some notes, okay? So get your pen and your paper ready. So before we get into some of the exercises where we'll, where we'll write some stuff down, you might want to take notes on what I'm getting ready to share. Um, and this comes from the 12 lenses that I was sharing with you about. And these, you know, they've come to me in four pillars in different ways that I happen to accumulate three of them, which I'm just going to share with you. I don't even remember where they came from. I found them in my journal. But it all integrated together today um, to share with you. And so when we look at holistic health, holistic healing, holistic wellness, if we are leaving out our sexuality, our sexual health, our sexual awareness, our sexual empowerment, it's not actually holistic health. It's not, it's not a whole system if we leave sex out of it. And that's so common. When we talk about mind, body, spirit, most people refer the body as like physical exercise, movement, moving energy out, but we're, we're mostly leaving sexuality out of it. And so that's what I really want to begin to bring more awareness around in the world is like reclaiming this aspect in the holistic system to really um, in, infuse this essence um, as, as, as a holistic pattern, you know, and of, of wholeness. And so the, the first um, four pillars um, around internal mastery is there's a spiritual pillar, an energetic, a sexual, and a financial pillar. Okay, that's this internal mastery. And our sexuality is connected with our finances. Our sexual center is where we birth life from, it's where we birth babies and bring in money. It's, it's, it's manifestation, it's creation, it's creative energy. And so... Um, if I said that a little too quick, I'll just go over it again. Um, the internal mastery pillars are spiritual, energetic, sexual, and financial. And when we look at sexual health, okay, so pulling from the sexual aspect of the self-mastery, the sexual health, we also have to look at four pillars there. There's a bioenergetic aspect of sexual health okay so this is the energetic field what we're holding in our field imprinting there's a physical the physical aspect of sexual health 
There's emotional aspects of sexual health and then biochemistry. So our hormonal and our, our internal actual chemistry of, of our biology. Okay. And so then when we break that into the quantum, okay, so then when we look at the quantum realm of this, the four pillars of, of the quantum of the bioenergetic, right, is we have to look at this incarnation, ancestral work, right, because our genetic code came from our ancestors, which means that it's repeating, which means there's patterns repeating, which means when we make a new choice, we can create a new pattern and we can heal our future bloodline. And when we heal ourselves, we are healing our future bloodline, but we're also healing our ancestors. And that has been scientifically proven with Einstein's spooky theory. So you can Google that if you want to look more into it. The third of the quantum is the soul which is like past life. We carry past life experiences at the soul level. And the fourth one is the collective. So those four pillars are, are operating through us in the quantum realms, right? So, so we can see how we can't just target the physical. It's connected. All of it's connected. We can't just target one of the pillars. We have to do it as a holistic thing. When you shift the physical, it shifts the mental, the emotional, the spiritual. It shifts all of it. You know, it's all connected. And so when we really look at understanding our development as humans that have a soul residing in them, we can look at um, how the different cycles of our growth as humans get imprinted in a certain way, right? So we have a zero to seven cycle, ages zero to seven, is imprinting our physical being, our physical and spiritual, right? So the most important thing that we need from the age from zero to seven is physical safety, that we belong in our body, we belong in our family, we belong on the planet, and we can explore being in a body, right? The physical aspect of our being, zero to seven. Seven to 14 is when our emotional body really starts coming online and the emotional imprinting. And that is during the time that we go through puberty, which is when our sexuality also gets imprinted. So when we look at the connection between our sexuality and our emotions and the element of water, that we can go really deep there. <laughs> and the memory, the memory that water holds, the blood, the blood that gets passed from the ancestors, right? It's memory. And then the age of 14 to 21 is the mental and the intellect. And that's typically when we have most of our first sexual experiences, right? So the mind being conditioned and what is this, you know, what's happening and am I doing this right? And what is this? And that actually really deep need for 
for really powerful sexual education that's actually holistic. Okay, so let's bring it home, right? So let's do some, what I'm going to call mapping, mapping the four pillars, okay? So it's like there, there was four pillars in those three different realms in this kind of trinity. And now let's bring it home to us and let's look at four internal pillars within ourselves, okay? So let's look at, and I just, I want to invite you to just write some stuff down as I ask you this, okay? And don't think about it. Don't like get in your head about it. Just start writing the first things that come up for you, okay? So first pillar, sexual education. This encompasses so many forms, okay? What was your actual sexual education? Your parents, your school your church, your culture, marketing, movies, porn, experiences, or lack thereof. All of that is education. So I want you to be an inquiry. What actually was your sexual education? Where did your sexual education come from that was really profoundly impactful? The second pillar for us to look at is what is your present experience with sexuality, right? So we're talking about the sexual education of the past. Now let's talk about the present. What is your current present experience and connection with your own sexuality, whether that's with yourself or someone that you are actively connecting with in that way. Do you feel empowered in your sexuality? Do you feel ashamed? Do you feel suppressed? Do you feel hypersexual? Do you feel blocked or resistant? Do you feel numb? when you go into that space with someone? Do you feel like it's a chore? That it's something that you have to do, but you don't really want to? Is that how you gain validation? And attention? Do you feel like that is how you determine your worth? Do you feel like that's what you're good for in a relationship or in exploration?
And the third pillar for us to look at is the mapping. So can you connect some of the dots of your imprinting, your education from the past into your current sexual expression? Madeline, would you mind repeating that question? I didn't catch the whole thing. Yeah, so can you connect the dots of your imprinting from all of those fields of sexual education? Can you connect the dots of that into your current expression of your sexuality, which was the second question that we went under? So can you... Can you connect the dots between how those correlate with one another? And so within this third pillar, I want to do a more in-depth exercise. So after you feel complete with maybe writing some of the correlation down, um, if you can just like raise your hand so I can see when you're ready to move on. Okay, so this next portion, I want you to, or I'm going to invite you, <laughs> I invite you to close your eyes, sit up nice and tall, just take some breaths back into your body. Come back into your heart. Bring your awareness to, to your heart. And in your mind's eye, visualize a doorway. A doorway, just like the number 11. this doorway into your heart and just imagine 
opening the doorway and just looking through it. And in front of you, you see your 12 year old self. This time of imprinting of the emotions and the expansion of the sexuality in the body. And just look at this part of you and feel any sensation that arises in the body. And just notice, just notice where sensation in the body arises without a story, just taking note. And as you reflect on your own education of sexuality and your current experience. I want to invite you to open your eyes and through this stream of consciousness, don't think about it, just do it. Start writing a letter to your 12-year-old self. What would you want them to know? about your sexuality, about your body. And don't get the mind involved, just, just keep writing and I'm just gonna set a little timer for a few minutes. Just don't stop, just keep going.
meditation to begin to just wrap up some of your thoughts to your 12-year-old self. Okay, so hmm. invitation to grab your water. Like Alvin has some extra bug medicine with his water. <laughs> so with this water, we're, we're going to do another uh, ritual with it and we'll drink from it. But I also want to be sure that you leave a little bit in your cup for the end. Okay. So as we hold our water, just, yeah, another invitation to close the eyes and to just breathe in to the body and just allow everything that has come through to just settle in the body, to settle in the cells into the water of your body, to let it settle and fully land integrate and with this fourth pillar I want you to bring into your awareness and into your heart where is it that you would like to go with your sexuality? Knowing that where you are at right now is perfect, that everything you've experienced has been your own training ground. And I want to invite you to, to share into your water maybe some desires that you have, maybe some experiences that you long for, some some breakthroughs that you're ready for. And just bring that intention from your heart, down your arms, out of your hands, and into your water.
And bring your awareness back to seeing that 12 year old self through that doorway. And I invite you to see yourself stepping through the threshold of the doorway to go and wrap your arms around this little you merging fully with them with all that you are creating this love and safety and integration with all that you've shared with them fully merging fully integrating back into wholeness and bringing your awareness back into your heart space and I want you to send this energy down into your sexual center this healing energy from your heart and just breathe that down into the sexual center And this connection that you've made with the earth, feeling the earth energy coming up through the feet, up through the legs, up through the hips, and also into your sexual center, supporting and reharmonizing, recalibrating, renewing remembering this innocence the innocence and the play the exploration the curiosity the expansion of nature of the truth of who you are And then breathe that back up into the heart and down your arms, out of your hands and into your cup. and connect back with that energy of the galactic center of the heart of creation and breathe that energy down through the body, through the spine and directly out of your heart and into your cup. This support of 
the mother, the father, the child harmonize within your heart. Offering this memory, these intentions into the water. And when you feel ready, I invite you to take a sip of this water and really feel the fullness of who you are in your innocence and your intentions coming into the body and amplifying through the conductor that your body is, the conductor of the waters that your body is. Feel that amplifying in your body and around your body into the world. This last little bit of water that we have in our cups after we complete here I want to invite you to go outside and ask where this water wants to be offered to the earth and to offer it as a prayer knowing that when we heal our sacred waters even when we cry and we purify that that's also occurring for all the waters on the planet that's not separate and so as you offer this water to the earth as a prayer for the reclamation for the remembering of the innocence of the erotic nature of all of creation. To come into wholeness. I'm so grateful that you all joined me today and so grateful for your presence your heart and can feel each of you and I want to share with you um, a couple of gifts that I have for you for joining me today so the first one um, I'm actually I'm going to do a drawing for a free session with me and how to enter into this drawing 
is I'm going to, um, after this, I'm going to be sending out an email with the replay. And in this email with the replay, um, I will send you a downloadable picture. Okay, it's a picture of me with some of my information on it. And if you download this picture and you share it on your social media with a testimonial of your experience today on this masterclass and you tag me, you have to tag me or I'm not going to be able to see it. So tag me in your post with my photo with a testimonial of your experience of working with me today and sharing this space together. Your name is going to get put in a drawing to win a free session. And I don't know when I'll announce that, but I'll tune in and I'll let you know soon. Um, and the second gift that I have is I'm actually launching a course in February, on February 2nd, on 2-2-22. And this course is called Reclamation. And this course is going to include eight live group sessions for integration and Q&A, as well as six modules that will be recorded and sent to you each week. But it's going to be an eight-week course. And you also get a private one-on-one -on -one session with me so that we can dive deeply into what it is that your experience has been and I can offer some of the reflections that I'm hearing as I connect with you and your higher self and your guides and through my intuitive abilities be able to support you in maybe seeing some things that you can't see quite yet and helping you to integrate and and hearing what some of your goals are for your, for your this part of your life and what you want to experience and how I can support you in opening to like actually receiving that fully helping you to get your body to feel safe to receive that and so in this course we're going to be diving into deep work doing the clearing work to clear any residual energies with the parents that is disrupting your internal magnetism of your inner masculine and feminine that's creating a wobble in the field. Okay, so it's gonna we're gonna we're gonna help to reclaim those pieces of the self to come into greater union. We're gonna do cord removal with past lovers. We're gonna do some self-love work, self-pleasure exercises. I'm going to go into um, a container for the men around semen retention and edging and really do some deep work in reclaiming. That's what this is called. This container is called reclamation. And so I have a 48-hour mark for you that I'm going to give you $222 off of the course price if you choose to sign up with me in the next 48 hours. And the course itself is only $777, 
which it's actually valued at $2,000. The amount of, of courses and group work and sessions altogether is about a $2,000 value. And the price is at $777. And so if you decide within the next 48 hours you want to do it, I'm going to give it to you for $555. So that's like $1,500 off of the value of it. Okay? And um, if you can't do that right now, the full $555, I'm willing to do a payment plan with you for the 777 because I don't, I want this to be accessible. I don't want this to be like out of reach for anyone. And I have been so supported in my life through other people doing that for me, doing payment plans for me and giving me discounts and scholarships and things like that. And so, um, those are my gifts for you today. And so I just, really want to share like my deep love and appreciation for your willingness to be here with me today and I feel so honored um, to share this work with you and I feel really excited um, for what's to come for all of you and I want to just reiterate what I shared earlier which is expect miracles today is a powerful day of completion 12 12 it's the completion of this year's cycle of these double numbers right it's 12 12 it's this completion energy it's this energy of the feminine within each of us and empowerment of that and this is an 11 master day it's that doorway it's that doorway of opportunity that we have an opportunity to step through to align to our highest timeline if we so choose and so I'm so joyous that this is the day that we got to share this together. And I'm so grateful for, for all of you. And I will be, um, yeah, I'll send out the replay to your emails as well as the downloadable picture. If you feel so inclined to share a testimonial, that would be so supportive for me. Um, and even if you can't join the course right now, that's okay too. I also do one-on-one -on -one sessions with people and have a sliding scale for that. So I really wish you all the best on this journey of this, this layering and really hope that this gives you a good solid foundation of just maybe understanding these parts of yourself more, more deeply. So thank you so much. I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording and then I'm going to open it up if any of you want to share anything. Thank you deeply to all of our supporters for making this love cast possible.